TNA and just a lot of a lot of news going on regarding everything going on with the promotion and how do you take out what's going on behind the scenes and how do you not a, let it affect you inside the ring? Uh, because if I if, if I don't let it that's the part that I don't do. I'm not here to worry about what's going on with behind the scenes. I'm, I'm just here to take care of what I'm supposed to do and, and getting in the ring and doing like that. I think I'm pretty confident right now because since I've been with TNA, we've always had this the same things happen every year. Like, oh, is TNA going to go under? Oh, what's going on? And, and there's all kinds of rumors that get pushed onto the internet. Uh, oh, TNA's not going to make it or we're moving to a different channel or something or another. So once you have to deal with that one or two times, the third and fourth time is just kind of like, don't pay no attention to it and just keep going. So I don't really even care about the rumors and everything like that. I know that teammates been around as long as they have, and Dixie assured us that things are going to be keep things are going to keep going the way that it should go. So I'm not really worried about it. Does that ever get frustrating? Like, you know, like you're saying, you know, year from year, it seems like something's always going on with the company. And for a talent like yourself, does that get frustrating for you? Because it's like you always have to keep hearing the same thing year after year. It, it's not really frustrating to me. I just, I look at it like this. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a job. And if, if I'm able to continue to do it, then I'm able to continue to do it. And I don't put all my eggs in one basket either. Like fighting, fighting is, 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 has been doing really well. So um, I make good money with fighting. So I mean, I love wrestling, but if something were to happen, there's a lot of stuff that I still can do with wrestling. There's a lot of different options that I can still still go to. Say that last part again, Bobby. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I I caught most of it, just like that last sentence there. I didn't hear. Okay, okay. Uh, what, what I was saying is that um, I'm always going to be able to fight. Pro wrestling's going to always be around. There's always going to be an outlet for me to to go out and, and wrestle. So um, as long as I can still fight, I think I should be good. And as long as there's still promotions that are out there doing professional wrestling, I think I still have a market to um, still make money. So it doesn't frustrate me that much. I just know that I like what's going on with TNA right now, and if I continue to do it, I'm going to continue to do it. You know, you're the only guy that, you know, beyond what Brock did at UFC 200, you're the only guy that has ever stayed active in doing high-level mixed martial arts and also doing high-level professional wrestling. And how are you able to balance what's going on, what you're doing in Bellator, and then also what you're doing in TNA? I think at, at times I question my um, my mental state. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 one of those things where um, you have to you have to really be able to um, say I can do it and do it and put some dedication into it because well I mean first off let me let me get this this point across is that I do have time to train. I mean, with, with my wrestling schedule, wrestling schedule is not as bad as most people may think. So, I have plenty of time to train. I have plenty of time to do everything that I need to do in that sense. So, it's not like I am stuck. It's not like um, 
I, I mean, I have, I do one week every month and a half. So with one week every month and a half, I am completely fine to be able to train full time outside of that because I don't have to do a nine to five. I go home, I spend time with my kids, and outside of spending time with my kids, I can practice two, three, four, five, ten times a day if I wanted to. Hell, I own a gym, my kids can come with me and train. So I'm not really too much worried about that. Now, you haven't fought since last year, and why is that, you know, you, you, that long? So you, you're you usually pretty often, you like to fight a couple times a year, and what led to being such a sh- long layoff? You haven't fought since last November, and now we're looking, you're going to fight here in a couple weeks, and why the long layoff in MMA? It wasn't my decision. I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight in February. I wanted to fight in January. I asked for fights. But right now, because of the way that things were, um, there was only so many big cards to get on. And and they had them already booked out. But there was a big fight with Kimbo. There was a big fight with Hoist. Um, there was those names that had come in. And based on budget and based on um, the larger fights, I just couldn't get into them. And then when they finally came around to say, and I wanted to fight in Italy also, but when they finally came around to saying, okay, we have a fight for you, it was already to the point of uh, a time where we were doing filming again, so it was butted heads when it was finally time for them to open up doors for me to do it. And then this time came around, so I was like, all right, I'll do it. Um, and they said, you know, here's a fight for you. So it was, it was scheduling. Um, at first, they couldn't, they didn't have anything for me. But then um, recently we looked at the dates and there was a couple dates and this one was the first one that we can put together and agree on. You know, there was a, there was a lot of people that talked about, you know, wanting to see a fight with you and Kimbo Slice and, and his unfortunate passing recently. And what are your thoughts on his passing and what do you make of his career? I was, it was sad. It was super sad because that was the that was one of those fights that you know what I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have wanted to fight a friend, but in that case, I understood what Kimball was Kimball Kimball was about money, and that's a money fight. So in a case like that, it, that might have been something that we put together. And as far as his legacy, you know, there's some naysayers about Kimbo because it's always a hardcore MMA fan who are like, oh, he wasn't a martial artist. I say, excuse my language, but I say bullshit. I think Kimball made, he, he was great for the sport. He was great for the business. And he showed people that it was like, you can go out there and you can do what you want to do. And that's ultimately what we want to show people. He did train hard. He trained when he could, but he had his, he had his deal. You know, Kimball had hard hands. Kimball punched hard. And that's what he was about. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't go out there and try to be a jiu-jitsu master or anything like that. That's not what he was about. He took what he had and he pushed it on people. And I like Kimball, and I like what he did for the sport. And he brought so many eyes to the sport. And at the end of the day, you know, he helped out so many other people. Start with Kimball, and he's drawing a million, two million views. You're getting seen also. So I think Kimball was great for the sport. And rest in peace, Kimball. But I think he was a phenomenal person. And if there's a Hall of Fame in MMA, he deserves to be in it. Do you think you're a draw? Because, you know, a lot of people think you are based on your past in WWE, your current state right now in TNA, end up, and at the end of the day, whether people want to admit it or not, wrestling is still popular. And 
you know, and you're, you've proven to be that ratings draw. And, you know, to me, it feels like, and you may feel differently on this and you can tell me, and you, you know, do you feel you should be put in those higher positions in the main event? Cause I was shocked you weren't in the main event in this card. And a lot of people felt the same way. Were you surprised you weren't in the main event? And do you think you are a ratings draw? Cause in the past you have proven to be so. For what, wrestling or? Uh, MMA. Oh, MMA, absolutely, yeah. It, 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 it all depends on the promotion. You know, it, it all depends on the promotion and the promoters. I've seen the numbers that I did. And I think I, I did some of the highest numbers that Bellator had. But it depends on the promoter. It depends on who the promoter, what the promoter wants to do and how they want to promote it. The wrestling fans, they're a huge, huge, huge draw. They do, they do, they will boost any draw. Because wrestling fans will support wrestlers no matter what. It just depends on how you want to push it. And if they don't, and, and, and what MMA has to realize is that, look, I, I did one of the highest pay-per-views in, in history with WWE, with the Battle of the Billionaires, because that's the way that they wanted to push it. You take a wrestler, you put him in the sport, and you push him the way that they're supposed to, they'll do astronomical numbers for you. But it depends on you, and you have to invest into them. Because Brock is not going over to the UFC because they said, okay, we're going to give you a contract, we'll give you a few hundred, hundred thousand dollars. No. We're going to give you millions so Brock was able to do that and be able to push it and be able to make the numbers that he had. Same thing with Punk. That's a- just how it is. Business. You invest in it, you invest in it, and you reap the rewards afterwards. Does it bother you that they, you know, what Brock's done and what's, what Punk's done, but you've done it longer yeah, maybe Brock's won the UFC title, but, you know, then he left again. And you've stayed around, you fought the fight, you know, and you've been able to juggle both. Does it bother you at all that they're getting all the credit and you're kind and people don't give you enough credit that you rightfully do deserve for what, for how long you've been in the sport and doing high-level MMA and high-level professional wrestling? I really don't care, man, to tell you the truth. I really don't care. Because um, what I what I want is like I, I put into it as much as they they give it to me. I'm not going to do. I'll do more. I'll do more than what they what they're going to take off the bat. Sorry about that. I'm just running out of No, I mean I, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. I know what I'm capable of doing, and I know what I'm. Like, like, I have a chance to go. It, it would be so enormous for me to go and win that title and have the belt title. It'd be enormous. Talking about cross market, it'd be enormous. So, um, I sit back and I do what I can. But all I want to do at the end of the day, I want to make sure to take care of my kids and put my ass in line and my body in line to do so. And that's what I do. Um, it's, it's where anything else, the more you invest in, the more you're going to reap the rewards from it. And I think that I have a tremendous amount of reward if the right investment comes through. What do you make of CM Punk's performance inside the Octagon? And what are your thoughts on Ryback kicking the tires and maybe wanting to come to Bellator? I think what the Punk was is Punk said it because MMA was hot. I want to do it. But once you do it, you're locked in. There's no backing out. And 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 that's that's um I don't wanna say it's not sad that he has to do it, but 
he was locked in. And and being locked in, he went out there and did the best he can with it. I think it was a win-win-win situation because Punk won um, because he got paid. And and UFC won because they did some crazy rating numbers. And um, and the fans won because I think the, the ultimately what they wanted to do is they wanted to highlight Steve Miyoshi because he had the heavyweight nobody really knows anything about, but if you put Punk on the card, then um, people are going to watch it, and if people watch it, they're going to see what he's capable of doing, which is just, he's a phenomenal fighter. So it was a win across the board. What do you think about Ryback? I think Ryback, um, like I said, watch what you say, because if you say it, you're going to have to do it. So, and, and with him, just being an intense big guy is, is not everything, I think. I think I think he can do it. I mean, he just has to go out there and train and, and make sure to work his ass off. And if he does that, then I think he'll be fine. But yeah. make sure he, he has to do it the right way. Just don't go out there and say, okay, I need to be in the UFC. Because if he goes straight to the UFC, he's going to have to prove himself against somebody really tough. They're not going to be able to do it just one fight being like punk and bring somebody in that hasn't fought before. He's going to have to fight one of the top dogs in there, and that might not be the best thing for his career. Do you think CM Punk fights again? And do you th- and do you think Ryback ever fights? Um, I think um, I think he has to. I think I think I think Punk has to. He has to because he started it, and you can't you can't start a career and then end a career without a win. I think the best thing for him is to find some way somehow. It doesn't even have to be the UFC. I think for him, because Punk is such a huge huge draw, I think if Punk could take the fight anywhere and win, even if it's on the independent circuit, it shows it shows that that he avenged that loss. So I think he could take a fight anywhere. Get out there, win, and then um, and then do whatever he wants to do out there. Punk's name is going to be huge no matter what. So I think if he goes out there and takes a fight, wins, and then comes back and uh, and goes back to wrestling, I think they'll be right back on the top. Couple more questions, Bobby, and thank you for your time today. It's always greatly appreciated. And talk about this fight coming up on October twenty first in Memphis, Tennessee. And what do you know about Josh Eppelt? I know that this is going to be his rocky story, just like everybody else does when they fight me. They're going to go out there, man. All I have to do is catch this guy, and then we all celebrate. Definitely, definitely thinking. And the clubbery, the swingers, and swingers have punchers' hands. I think the part that I that I I have over him is that his wrestling is very suspect, um, and then his ground game is suspect. And with those two aspects, I think there's a lot of trouble there. And there's a question I want to ask you from I said I was going to be talking to you today, and I put some posted on Twitter, and there's a fan, a couple fans, and see the fans kind of all want to know the same thing. And regarding TNA, and they want to know what is exactly going on. You hear there was a report yesterday that. WWE is going to buy the TNA library and Billy Corgan's going to be the majority owner of the company. 
have you been if you as one of the bigger guys in the company have you been told what is exactly going to go on in TNA I'm there, Bobby. Are you there? Hello? You there? Yeah, I, I lost you there for a second. I, I lost you for a second. Okay. What did you think? I'll go back. Um, been asking a lot of people have been wondering on Twitter because I said we were going to be talking today. And the consensus question has been for me to ask you is that what have you been told about what's going on with TNA? That, you know, there was a report yesterday that WWE was going to buy the TNA library and then Billy Corgan would become the majority owner of the company. It's one of the higher ranked guys in the company, one of the biggest names in the company. What have you been told about that's the status of TNA in terms of who's going to be running the company? Hey, Um, I've been told the same thing everybody else has been told. And um, that's the only thing I can go by. All I've been told is that everything's going to be fine and we're going to keep going as planned. So, the details of, of who's going to have the company and what's going on, I really don't know. I really wish I had something else to say on that, on that but I, I really don't know. All I know is that Billy's here. He's doing a good job with the, with the company at this point. And, and I heard that there was some interest with WWE. I don't know what the interest is. So, <laughs> my hands are up in the air. I, I, I really don't know. And final question, Bobby, regards to Bellator, and a lot of people are talking about, Scott Coker said the heavyweight title, you, there will be a champion by the end of the first quarter of 2017. How do you get to that fight? Is this is this to get you to where you want to get to? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm five fights straight in, in, in Bellator and it's it's, it's got to be it's got to be justification for being in the title contention so I mean I have to I have to I have to produce here I have to produce in a, in a very very good fashion so if I do that then I think that I should be in that title picture for sure absolutely and who would you like as the opponent Yes. Oh, I don't care. That doesn't. That doesn't. Um. I, I really don't care on that. <laughs> Definitely fair enough on it. And Bobby, thank you for the time today. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Looking forward to your return coming up at Bellator 162, and we'll talk real soon.